Women and cats will do as they please, and men and dogs should relax and get used to the idea. Hello and welcome to episode 189 of Under the Cull of MS. It's a little bit of comics, a little bit of multiple sclerosis, a little bit of whatever episode. And we just have one group of comics to talk about. I read issue one to four of Action Cat and Adventure Bug comics by Oh Yeah Comics Group, Art Balthazar and Franco. These were a lot of fun, as usual, all friendly, all ages. The first first one had a storyline where the evil cat sneaks in to the oh Yeah Comics shop and is looking for Action Cat because he wants to test out his new Lizard Ray gun on Action Cat and turn him into a little lizard character. And along the way, a female-style action cat shows up and attacks the evil cat while waiting for action cat. And a bunch of characters get zapped and turned into lizard characters and stuff. And then all of a sudden we go to our commercial break, which ends up being another little mini-comic going on in the story. And this one is done by Art and Franco with artwork by Scoot McMahon. Another character that's been enjoyable to follow. So this is a little bonus. I didn't know that he worked with Art and Franco as far as doing any of the stories. So that was nice, but it's basically about Spot versus Marquad. It's a superhero dog type character against a Lobster, lobster crab type character, and they're fighting on what I believe is the moon or a meteorite, flying through space, and they're after a rock that has a powerful gem in it, and then we jump over to, back over to the lizard story, and get to see what's going on with the gang with that. And I just really can't say too much because it's just going to ruin the storyline, so I'm not going to. But these are very fun, family-friendly comics. And you get to see how things kind of cross over into each other and stuff like that with the little stories. The stories keep going back and forth, which are fun. And then the second one gets into a story where the evil cat gets it well first off you get action cat checking out their new and adventure bug checking out their new uh stealth outfits their black outfits and overreaction cat appears because action cat when he was zapped with a ray a while back got split into and his opposite appeared known as reaction cat and Reaction Cat drinks some high-energy drink because he's, like, bored up late at night, going crazy because he has no one to talk to and stuff like that. Not much. It's just basically alone, wandering the streets. So he 
drinks the energy drink and turns into overreaction cat. And during this, he also runs into another cat character that's kind of like a zombified cat character. <laughs> so it's like fun just meeting all these characters that I didn't know were out there. A variety of them I did, but there's a lot of them popping up that I didn't know. And it's enjoyable because I'm learning a lot more about these characters and stuff. And it's like Action Cat, uh, you can pretty much say is based off like the Flash. There's just so many different replicants, uh, other Action Cat style characters that pop up, but just different colored and stuff like that. So basically laid out like the Flash character. And you have another story with the pup and the uh, crab character in here. and Overreaction cat kind of like lands in a truck full of yarn and explodes and kind of forms with the yarn also and has some other abilities. It's just, I don't want to ruin what happens with that either, so... Check that out if you'd like. Third one gets into a story where Action Cat and uh, Adventure Bugger just kicking back, eating some popcorn on their couch, and all of a sudden, Awesome Bear shows up, and he's got a giant monster tooth. The tooth is from Unicornia, the character, a giant, big giant green Cyclops character, and he gives it the Action Cat for. Well, he gives it to Cornelius, <laughs> who is Action, action Cat's uh, non-superhero form. But uh, he gave it to him for his Action Cat collection. And uh, he puts the tooth on his collection shelf. And next thing you know, it's on the couch next to Adventure Bug. And we find out. Well, the tooth goes and cooks a bunch of cupcakes. We find out that this is a sweet tooth. <laughs> That's what the story storyline goes on from there. You can just imagine what happens. You'll have to read it. It's kind of cool because in one of the panels in here, we see this little spider monkey character. That's based off of Spider-Man. which I don't recall seeing that character at all in any of Art Baltazar's drawings. And I'm really interested in that character. I hope there's some more storylines. There's also a cat character in here with four arms. Uh, I believe his name is like Paws or South Paws. That's it. Yeah, South Paws. So he's like got four left arms or something. I don't know, but he's in the boxing. That's a fun little character. But yeah, you get to see what happens. Evil Cat kind of like takes the one of the cupcakes that the tooth bit into and owns it into trying to make evil cupcakes and stuff. <laughs> All kinds of fun ensues. And the fourth one, the crab character comes back with an evil form. There's a variety of the, variety of these cat characters, and then 
action cat and adorable cat, his little girlfriend cat that kind of like fills in for action cat once in a while, helps him out. He gets in some trouble here. You get to see what action cat does to help her out. These are just a lot of fun. As always, Art and Franco do not disappoint. Very enjoyable. Family-friendly comics that just put a smile on your face. And it's something lighthearted that we all need once in a while. Hey, I am going to end the comic section here. And coming up next is the first you're hearing of my new advertisement for some bonuses that you can get if you want to donate to the podcast at all. So pay attention and we'll be right back with some goodies that you can get through our podcast podcast platform if you would like. Okay, fans of the show or non-fans, you can support the podcast by leaving five stars and liking it. Or leaving five stars and not liking it and tell us why. And we will let people know and we'll try and make it better for you. You can also click on support on my anchor page and donate and support the podcast. Or if you'd like to actually get something for a donation, you can send a donation to PayPal at KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. And you can see that in many of the show notes, the address. Uh, For fans inside the U.S. only, a $15 donation will get you a Gemini comic box with five random comics in it. A $30 donation gets a priority mail padded flat rate envelope, 12 random comics in it. And a $100 donation gets you a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics will be in fair to very good condition. They may have been used on the podcast, may have been unread, may have been read. Just random comics out of my mixed boxes that I will be getting rid of to downsize. And for our international listeners, since shipping's so rough, and customs are a pain, I am going to offer two options to start. We'll see how it goes. But a $50 donation gets you a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. There's a comic deal. If you want to donate, help out the show. This will get me a little something and get you a little something also. Thanks. Okay, let's get a quick hockey update here for you. I know you're dying to hear this. Basically, on Tuesday night, the Lightning beat the Hurricanes 2-0 to win their series 4-1. They're going on to the Lightning's going on to the Tampa Bay Lightning's going on to the semifinals. And then the Golden Knights, Las Vegas Golden Knights beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 in overtime. 
first period, final second of the first period. I mean, we're talking the exact final second. Sod for the avalanche. Runaway left side goal over Fleury's right shoulder. Fleury was not a happy man for this. (laughs) But it was good. Went into the second. 16 minutes and 28 seconds into the second. New hook from the Colorado Avalanche has a one-timer to the left corner behind the back of Flurry. Not a heavy scoring game, but lots of back and forth excitement, both periods. Third period, Alex Tuck for Vegas gets a in-the-air slap goal to the center of the net about one minute into the period. Then Marshaw for Vegas gets a right corner assisted goal four minutes in after a bad avalanche pass. Avalanche don't score off a power play later on in the period, which they should have. So we had to go into overtime and 50 seconds into overtime. uh, The captain of Vegas, Stone, Top shelf right hand shot for the win, making the series 3 2. Vegas. So Colorado's going to have to do a lot of work and win the next two games. See what happens. I'm getting a little nervous about that. But like I said in the beginning, I'm happy with either Vegas or the Avalanche going. But I'm starting to think right now, Tampa Bay might have the upper hand. They are playing our. Tough game, so whoever wins this series is going to have to see what they can do against Tampa Bay. Or no, they, they're not. <laughs> Sorry about that. Tampa Bay will be in the Stanley Cup finals, hopefully. And then they'll be up against whoever wins between this game and the Montreal Canadiens-Winnipeg Jets game. But yeah, I kind of nervous now. I don't think Avalanche. This is what happens with the Avalanche. They'll be doing great. They just have what a twenty-one game win streak, and then all of a sudden they start having issues. And once that happens, for some reason, they just end up losing out. And this is a tendency for them in the second round. So we'll see if they can get their shit together, but. If not, Vegas is looking good also, so I'd be happy with either one in the finals. Then Wednesday night, last night we had the Bruins lose to the Islanders 2-6. So we're going to be ending a lot of these series within the next couple days, finishing them up, and hopefully by the weekend we'll be starting up with the semifinals and see what the final four teams have to offer. Maybe we'll actually get a game on TV once in a while. (laughs) But that's it for the hockey news and we will get back to you with some multiple sclerosis stuff next. Okay, let's talk about some multiple sclerosis stuff or some stuff that can actually help you maybe with your multiple sclerosis if you're designing a some type of lifestyle around it. Uh, there's lots of great herbs you can cook with and stuff, and herbs that can help you with with inflammation issues and stuff like that. 
So herbs generally considered safe overall for overall wellness and small amounts and teas and that type of format. You can use chamomile, uh, tulsi or holy basil, euchanasia, elderberry, ginger or valerian, valerian root. Uh, be careful with herbs like turmeric and stuff like that. It can be very, very potent and can like burn your throat and esophagus and stuff like that. So be careful with those type of things. Uh, play around with very small amounts to start with and see if they have any effect and help you at all. You can get your herbs at many places, but I suggest getting your herbs from a cup qualified practitioner because that can ensure you ensure you that they are high quality and aren't altered with weird types of fillers um, you can go to specialty stores there are like chinese markets uh, asian markets mexican markets and stuff and they'll have a lot of fresh dried herbs right there and someone there can usually Put together a concoction for different types of things that you're dealing with. Only take what you need. Don't just take things because someone said they are good for everyone or that they have some type of special effect that they could do to some people. Just don't take it unless you are told to or you're trying it out at a very minimal amount to see how it works with you. You don't want some weird side effects or something. Certain teas and stuff can give you the shakes, the jitters, play with your pulse rate and stuff, and just really mess you up. So be careful with that. Uh, when buying herbs, ask questions like, what is the quality and potency? How are the herbs prepared? Are they ethically and sustainably sourced? What foods, medications, or behaviors might help or hinder the effect of the herbs that you're buying? Is the herb appropriate for you, your body, and your specific health needs? It's important to know where your herbs come from to ensure quality and transparency. Types of herbal pre preparation are infusions, tinctures, teas, and tisanes, powders, capsules, poultices, balms, and salves. All depends on what the herb is used for and what type of form you're using it as, whether you have body pains, aches, uh, different types of issues you're trying to clear up and stuff like that. Herbs aren't regulated by the FDA, so many of them have fillers like dust, pollens, rodents, insects, parasites, microbes, fungi, mold, toxins, pesticides, toxic heavy metals, etc. So basically know what you, you're getting, either wet or dry herbs, not that you're just getting whatever's out there because you heard it's good, you come across it, you buy it, you don't realize that 90% of what you're taking in that capsule is just ground up bugs and rodents and feces and <laughs> molds and who knows what 
what else. It's sort of like if you like Parmesan cheese, do not <clears throat> excuse me. Do not buy up the pre-ground Parmesan cheese. Buy a nice block of Parmesan and grind it yourself. Parmesan will last a long time. And it's just they it's a way better deal by buying it in block because you're getting actual Parmesan cheese. The ground up stuff, I forgot what the actual number is, but it can have like 80% cardboard in it. And it's just it's ridiculous the amount of filler that they can use on ground up Parmesan. So don't waste your time with that. Get yourself a block and grind it up yourself or shave it up or whatever. Some good herbal stores that you can check out that have come out recently on some list is Mountain Rose Herbs, High Flavor Herbs, San Francisco Herb Company, Bulk Herb Store, Banyan Botanicals, the Ayurvedic, A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-I-C Institute, Dandelion Botanicals, and Chinese Herbs Direct. Basically, herbalism is a complex science that stems from diverse arrays of traditions, cultures, and worldviews. There's no one-size-fits-all approach. Test everything out yourself and see how it works for you and go from there. Working with a qualified practitioner, a medicine there's a podcast called Medicine Man. Wonderful guy. Has all, has multiple sclerosis himself. He'll tell you different types of mixtures to do for your herbal remedies. Tell you what herbs do what. I listen to him regularly. And he also has a practice his own that you can get stuff through his company sent to you. He's in the UK, I believe. Uh, but yeah, check out the medicine man, well, medicine man podcast. If you're interested in learning more about herbal medications, I suggest him as one of the best that I've listened to. Um, but working with a qualified person is the safest, most effective way to use herbs to support your health and wellness. With a little bit of research and guidance from qualified experts, herbal medicine can be a powerful addition to overall health. I, it's not hard to do, but it's a lot of remembering, so it's good to learn what does what and what's... And there's certain parts of stuff. Some things you have to just use the root. Some things you can't use certain leaves. Some things you got to watch out for the flowers. And it all depends. Certain parts of certain plants can make you sick. So definitely listen to a practitioner. 11 foods good for your liver. Because many of our medications we take can damage our liver. So it's good to do some preventative measures. Like coffee, tea, grapefruit, blueberries and cranberries. Trisiverate. Cruciferous vegetables like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, mustard greens, nuts, olive oil, fatty fish, grapes, 
prickly pear and beet juice. Sorry, but the central air is kicking in, so hopefully it won't overpower the noise of the podcast. And we're almost done here anyways. But beneficial effects include lowering risks of liver disease and cancers, raising antioxidants and detoxification enzyme levels, protection from harmful toxins, and many other things. A healthy way to keep your liver working at its best is by using certain herbs. So try that out. And then let's talk about alcohol a little bit. I believe a study in 2017, I believe it was, showed moderate drinking more more than three glasses of red wine a week was associated with a lower multiple sclerosis severity score, MSSS and a lower expanded disability status scale score, EDSS, than mild or no alcohol use. Red wine may have neuroprotective, brain-protecting effects. It's, I believe it's Arbor Mist. Blackberry Merlot is one I love. And I love my Pinot that I get through the Arbor Mist company. I'm not into those nasty-tasting tart wines. I prefer my tequila. But a bonus to this is in people with MS, alcohol consumption has been shown to reduce symptoms in certain instances. Some research suggests that short-term alcohol use may affect the immune system in beneficial ways such as dampening the immune response that can lead to inflammation. The same research also says long-term or heavy drinking may impair the immune system and could increase inflammation in MS. So drink casually and enjoy. Don't drink every day. Don't drink heavy amounts. Like I've said in the past, I enjoy, you know, late afternoon, having a few drinks, three, four, five drinks, one or two days a week, usually when I'm watching hockey or something like that, football, uh, those are more drinkable times a year, uh, fall is definitely with bonfires and stuff like that, if I can get a nice day without wind. But my drink of choice is my basically about a third of lemon squeezed in a glass with a few ice cubes and then top it all off with a few shots of tequila. So far, two, my preferred brands are Jose Cuervo, of course, is, is a friend of mine. Uh, Dwayne Johnson has Terra Mania, I believe. Tequila, which I have been enjoying. I like the Cabo Wabo by Sammy Hagar. I was not a fan of George Clooney's tequila. It's got like a weird, I'm guessing, smoky barrel taste. He seems like the person that would 
age his tequilas in a in a wooden drum, wooden barrel. Uh, can't think. There's a couple other oddball ones. One's got a bunch of skeletons on it and stuff, but I can't think of those names offhand. But yeah, those are some of my top most enjoyed tequilas so far. Other than that, I will end this off with a little look back at some more stuff from 1955. The Academy Award winners in 1955. Best Picture went to Marty, which I can't think of what that is. Best Actor went to Ernest Borgnine for Marty, which I know who he is. And Best Actress went to Anna Magnani for The Rose Tattoo. Some music from 1955 was Unchained Melody. By the Righteous Brothers, very well known. Top Gun movie movie sign, I believe that's the one. I don't know, I could be wrong. Love and Marriage. And well, I guess that's it for the podcast. I'm gonna have to end it here. I'll get back to you 